I wonder if Charlie's still wearing his friendship bracelet. Hey Siri, play the Besties podcast. Now playing episode 28 of the Besties on Spotify. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Besties. You're here with Jazz and Tori. Um, it's been a little while. We've had a few weeks off. You haven't seen us a lot. Actually, since before before we played an elimination final because we did all the live shows. So this is a long time coming, but this will be our final podcast episode of season 2023, which is kind of... Kind of sad. It's kind of bittersweet. Like, it's... Yeah. We've done so well. This will be episode 28. But it's over. Like the season's over, and we we get a nice break. So it's like woo, rest. But it's also like oh, sad that it's over. <laughs> so, as per usual, we're gonna go down with what have you been up to in your life? Put footy aside for a second. Mm-hmm. Since, let's say, before the prelim, we hope that everyone has listened to the live bestie shows. They are still on Blue Abroad if you would like to go back and watch them. Um, but give us the rundown. What's been going on with you? I don't know how you're going to push footy aside and tell you what's been going on during, like, Carlton's first ever finals series in 10 years. Like, all those weeks were literally Carlton, 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 footy, 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 footy. But... Um, since the footy season is finished, um, I'm doing my placement now. So I've started my placement. So that's a bit full on. Um, once this is done, I'm fully done with my degree. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I haven't done much. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. My birthday. It was my birthday on Sunday, the 15th of October, um, had a really good birthday actually. Had a really nice night. We went out on Friday night. Tori wasn't there. She doesn't awesome. care about me. Oh my um, god! <laughs> I live in the gong. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I actually had a really good birthday this year. I had lots of fun. I was gonna say it was B and F or Jasmina's birthday, and she picked the B and F. If you missed it. <laughs> Um, my few weeks is I'm on that final stretch of uni. I have 20 Mm. days left until my final assessment is due in that time. I've got like three or four due anyway, which is kind of scary because like four years just done. I remember being- Try seven. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I purposely picked a degree that was like three, so- <laughs> um, four was enough, but it just means life, like adult life, real life, kind of starts now, and it's yeah. scary because this year's been so full on. Um, and I kind of haven't had like a minute to like because uni starts the start of March, besties and footy start at the start of March, so it's just been besties and footy all throughout uni. So this is the first time this year, so my final year of uni, that I've kind of sat here and gone. Holy crap. Like, you, yeah. I've kind of just like, it's just been like a side thing to everything else I've been doing. No, and I get, I get that too. Like, and we'll, we'll touch on this more later, but 
next year with the besties it's going to be so different because this is something that we can put far more time into come next year because we'll both be done with our degrees and literally all we'll be doing is working we'll just be working we won't be working and studying and doing assessments and placements like we will literally just be working having a social life and doing the besties like that is it which a lot of my social life comes with the besties (laughs) yeah exactly pressing into one exactly Um, exactly other than that, I've been here, there, and everywhere. I haven't done literally anything else in those few mm-hmm. weeks. Um, obviously, I didn't yeah. go to Brisbane, so it was coming back from Brisbane. We drove down home after that. And then grand final week, uh, again, I worked Brownlow night, which sucked. But it's it. I got to watch it. I saw the ending. Like, I got yeah, home before fine. the final couple rounds so I didn't feel like I missed it all um Cooper didn't win it so it doesn't matter exactly (laughs) the grand final was good and then after that Carlton weren't in it so it doesn't matter (laughs) it was just BNS time to prep and plan and I had to get my finishing touches and all that fun stuff but again we'll touch all on that later um let's go straight into our little prelim recap so this episode we're going to go through a few things to wrap it up we'll have controversial camilla on not controversial hopefully later to do a little mini season review just of all our favorite things but for now we're just going to do our prelim recap because we have not done an episode we haven't done the live since it happened (sighs) carlton played in a prelim a prelim final yeah and I can't be mad. I can't be sad that we lost. I just... No, neither. No. I have so much to say on <laughs> on this. Like, I just have so much to say about the prelim. The it was, was the most surreal experience for me. It didn't feel real. The entire final series did not feel no. real to me. For no. some bizarre reason, I didn't have anxiety Prior to the games, I wasn't nervous. I was quite genuinely just happy to be there. It was strange. Our bodies aren't like, I don't know, we're not programmed to know what footy's like in September. Yeah. So in my brain, it was so weird to be sitting yeah. there. I went to, obviously, Carlton, Sydney, and then I went to the Saints-Giants game um, first week of finals. And it hadn't hit me. We watched the whole game. The national anthem, I thought, would be the thing that would trigger it. The whole so thing, one, the wandering, everything, nothing got me. And then we were walking just, like, through the MCG. Obviously, I didn't have to wander for Saints-Giants. And I look up and see Elimination Final 2, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's a bit weird. <laughs> like, it just didn't feel real. Like, I could see it. I was there. I was present. I enjoyed every minute of everything I watched. But I was not there. Like, my mind can't comprehend it and I don't think it's hit me yet. Because I think that's another thing. I didn't cry. I wasn't sad after the prelim. I was just okay. Yeah, I have to say the same. I I was obviously frustrated because we had such a hot start and honestly that hot start was unbelievable. Some of the, like, probably the best quarter of footy I've seen us play in terms of transition and just ball movement in general, also inside 50s, shots on goal, everything. Like, it was one of the best quarters of footy I've seen us play this year. Um, But when that final siren went and we lost, I honestly thought I would be distraught 
but I was just literally happy to be there. I'm just yeah. happy to be there. I, I was, was I got over it very quickly. I very quickly. Think, I was proud. I don't think I was ever in it to get over it in a way. Like I was never there. I was sitting in that gabba in my seat, enjoying every minute of what was happening. But I like I just don't think my brain ever caught up with the fact and I don't think it actually would have until yeah. we won the grand final if we made it that far. Like that's where my brain at, I think this year was such a whirlwind in the in a way that's like the season was done. You go back and listen to the, the episode after the Essendon game, we were done. We would called it. We giggled and said, oh, but what if we have to win every game from here? And it just all happened so fast because after that game, we didn't lose until round 24. And it's just one of those things that because it happened so fast, we just kept winning then we made finals and then we won those and those games were so intense. I feel like, yeah. and I think it's a good way that we were caught up in the moment and I I like it because I'm not sad and I didn't have that prelim heartbreak that so many clubs and teams. They all talk about it. I cannot tell you the amount of people that messaged me after the prelim and were like, oh my God, your heart must be broken. Like I remember the prelim heartbreak and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what are you what? all talking about? Like, <laughs> so, sure sorry, sorry. Um, my club was actually fifteenth on the ladder at like, some point. It was looking yeah, very grim, and we made it to a prelim. Is a dream. We're here. Making. I was just happy to be there. Making the semi-final, I think, was a point where I was like, okay, we've done yeah. it now. Like, I'm yeah. so content with everything these boys have done. Anything from here, I'm just purely proud. And it mm. sucks. And of course. We wanted to win and we wanted to make a grand final. That's everyone's dream. But it was just one of those things that I'm just so overwhelmed with everything that happened and how good the end of the se- end of the season was that it sets up next year in such higher territory. Yeah. Like, top four or nothing next year. That's how I see it, honestly. I have like, to agree. That's the minimum. From how yeah. we finished the season, 100%. We spoke about this a lot um, throughout the year, especially in the low moments. Um, we spoke about the gears needing to click to all turn that together. That, that, that and it just clicked. It just clicked. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, it's, you beat Gold Coast. Oh, you beat Hawthorne. Okay. But it clicked. We needed those easy games I say with like inverted commas easy games to click to work out what works we were I don't think we were ever gonna figure it out during that run where we were losing because we were playing against like not necessarily difficult opposition but a lot of opposition that is like a bogey team for us Adelaide was in there St Kilda was in there like, three these guys the are bogey teams. Now, three, I was going to say four, but we didn't play Port then. Three of the clubs we played in the six-game losing streak were top four sides. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that, what do you, like, what do you do? And we beat them later in the season. That click is something which we have come to learn that it wasn't just something that we were waiting for or to witness. Mm. The mm. boys witnessed it, and I... My question got put on the Ben and Harry podcast and I asked them what their favourite moments of the season was and Harry's response was actually the second quarter of the Gold Coast game 
he literally used the words like that's when it clicked that's when it all yeah it just felt like we were back and I think that's that click that we talked about and I told we like we told you all to wait for it was gonna come and I think that's the main thing it's just who was waiting and we've waited so long that six game losing streak so what that's such a blur now I don't even care I know that you know we were all very disappointed during that time and it was all valid but some of us really overreacted myself included Camilla included yeah um but I don't regret it like I don't regret no. expressing you my frustrations through, you have to go through yeah things. you have to kind of put yourself in a way through that because it made the winning streak that much better yeah. Me, I was just riding a wave of positivity and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and I wanted you to get off that freaking surfboard. Like, I needed you to get off that surfboard and get, like... But are you happy I stayed on it? Taken out by a wave. I don't know, man. You, you know, were doing my head in. <laughs> nah, you were doing my head in proper. The amount of times I left our group chats because it would be mid-game and Jasmine is like, nah, we're done. That's it. And I'd be like, shut up. And you wouldn't shut up, so I just leave. I just drop. I can't. Negativity. I can't. I'm just. You know what? I was so used to the heartbreak and always being let down that my brain <laughs> is wired that way. My brain was wired that way. I was just waiting for everything to just go south again. Me and you are very similar people, but our one main difference is, is that, that, yeah. yeah. Um, In terms of. The actual final series, it was amazing. Um, this is my review. It was amazing. Ten out of ten would recommend to a friend for sure. Um, would also do it again. For all who want to experience <laughs> would also do it again. Um, yeah, just amazing. A surreal <laughs> experience. I'll never forget it. Literally, twenty twenty three will be the season that. Like us in our age bracket, we'll never forget. Yeah. It is. I'd like to claim it as our season, like our demographic. It's it's our season. It's the season that we really got to witness what we can do. And I know it just, I don't want to set myself up for something that might not happen, but next year's just so, like, you just don't know. And the way that we could just go all the way, like we joke about it every year, not playing finals, but watching. No, us but this time finals. I'm serious. Watching <laughs> us play finals, watching us impact them, watching someone like Sam Walsh just like absolutely take it by the horns and run with it. Like I yeah. think that's something that's it's exciting because they're so young. We have such yeah. a young group, and we have obviously there's a few players on the older side but it's refreshing kind of getting to witness it now i'm happiest i'm most happiest for Kripa and yeah. doc yeah i'm most happiest for them and weeders as well he's been through the ringer to you know experience a lot of losses i'm i'm happy for those guys i'm also so happy for caleb that he got to play in a final series after being out for so long and injured for so yeah. long, not just a final series. He played in a prelim and I, that was probably the best game I've seen from him in years. I think another one, which 
it's in the scheme of things probably on the lesser scale of things you're proud of but for me Ollie Holland's getting to play yeah his finals after being a lifelong Carlton supporter I feel like he's witnessed everything we had to witness and went through that with us um obviously I think it changes a little bit when you get put in the footy system and you're going through the draft and everything but he got to play in a prelim for the club he supported his whole life and that's like the that's a bit of a bittersweet one, you know. You look at it and you're really happy for Ollie, but then you look at, you know, Jack and you just... Yeah. But your again, heart breaks. That's the problem with injuries and getting yeah. injured at that time of the season that even if you are fit for that last game, it's a... Uh, but you also, there's no VFL. You haven't played in weeks. It's mm. not something that... it's just, It's, yeah, definitely the hard part of it all. So, I'm just so proud. Yeah. I'm so proud. I was happy to witness it, happy to be a part of it, um, happy to, to have – well, I'm happy to have been the person, one of the people, to bring everyone together, especially during that final series because yeah. I honestly feel like I wasn't experiencing it like with just my dad and – Kirsten yeah. who I sit with at the games but I was also like as soon as I walked out of the ground I was able to experience it with the rest of the Carlton community. I think that's a big thing for me because I obviously don't live in the state. I don't mm. have any friends in Wollongong that support Carlton. Yeah, It's just me and my family like it always has been. So this, like I said it on Live Besties that I'm so happy it was this year of all years to hit that point and to get to where yeah. we were because I didn't just get to, have to like get to enjoy it with my family. I got to enjoy it with all of my Carlton besties as such um, and more. And like, everyone else. Yeah. Everyone else. Like it's literally the whole club and I think that's just what makes it so much better. And, again, you will never, ever, ever forget. Never. Never forget your first year of Carlton besties, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all never. Right. Never. Let's bring in Camilla. Um, we're going to do a bit of a quick fire mini season recap. We don't want to go too in depth because you can go back and watch all twenty seven other episodes of our season, and that can recap you enough. <laughs> yeah, I might even do a little put together of little good bits of the season once uni's done and I have time to care. Cute. That would be funny. Stop talking. Bring Camilla in. Okay, don't yell at me. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? What's up? Good. Cool. <laughs> Sick. How are you feeling, brother? Um, yeah, pretty good. Just just chilling, you know. Life's been um pretty quiet the last few weeks. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, life was just footy, footy, footy there for a few weeks. Um Loz and I went to the granny. Um so, you know, it was pretty busy even after the Blues finished because I went and watched and supported Brisbane Lions. Unfortunately, they didn't get up, but um, being there was pretty cool. Um, first ever grand final. So, um, yeah, crazy. Um, Can I just say something quickly about the grand final? I've completely forgotten about it. Like, that is how much I did not care. So fast it. 
Like, I actually have already forgotten about it. I actually forgot that Collingwood won it until Cam just mentioned it then. I'm not even being funny. I'm being serious. Yeah, I think, like, it was obviously a pretty amazing game. Um, It was a good game. And, um, you know, but the fact that it was Collingwood winning it, I think, means that you don't really look into it much. Whereas, though, when you... If it was the other teams, you know, you'd probably go, oh, that'd be a cool one to watch again. But I, I, I like feel like that. I saw everything about Geelong for so many weeks after, though. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. Huge Hollywood words on Twitter and things like that. But I just haven't, like, allowed, I don't know if I've like, allowed myself to see it, but I just, like, haven't cared or we've done such a good job of doing anything else or looking at anything else that it just hasn't matter. I think it's because we've had, we've had things to look back on that weren't six weeks ago they were you know pretty recent so but yeah it's kind, of, kind of felt like a bit of a bit of a blur the last few weeks and it hasn't really yeah once it's sort of finished it's over has it hit you that we were in a prelim or are you a bit like us like you kind of forget about um, it sometimes yeah it was a funny it was a funny day like I remember, like, I didn't, I was going to go to Icon Park and then I thought, nah, I think I need to just be at home and Loz's cousin came over and, um, look, you know, you go into every game thinking, yeah, we can win, but I I had some pretty big doubts on whether we could and I just remember that first quarter when we just kept kicking goals, I was like, nah, what the f***, oh, sorry for language, but I was like, nah, seriously, we can't, we're not, are we? That's what I was saying. Yeah, that was my that was my thought I process. I was a bit too. like it was when we did it and I wanted to you know me, I wanted to keep so positive that holy crap we had the start of the season, like the start of our lives. Mm. Everything you dream for, but I almost felt like when that happened I kinda just went, Have we started Hang on a second. Too yeah. well? Have we started too well? Yeah. I knew you just knew they were gonna come and like Yeah. I think you just kind of hoped that... it wasn't as much as they did. Like you kind of hoped we no. kept it really close. The rest of it, if they were going to catch up. Nah, but like, but to be honest though, it's a pretty unreal effort. Like, obviously, it would have been great to win, but you know, keeping Brisbane to a pretty low score. I'm pretty sure they only scored eighty odd at the Gabba. Yeah, we were pretty tired. They, you know, I, I thought tired it was tired and beaten up. Yeah, there's not. There's sore. honestly, honestly, not too many teams would have put up that good of an effort off what we'd sort of gone through, especially, and you keep hearing things about, um, and even Vossi touched on it in that postseason interview on the website, like we pretty much played, you know, 11 elimination or finals in a row before the finals had even started. So, yeah, yeah, we were pretty tired. And I think, you know, obviously that means next year we just have to finish top four. There's no negotiations on that. It has to be a top four finish. Yep, a hundred percent. All right, we'll start with our favorite game slash favorite wins because obviously your favorite game is going to probably be a win. Um, Camilla, you go first. Give us your first favorite game. I'm gonna go in like instead of the finals because obviously that's pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. so my my most favorite game that wasn't a final was the game against Port Adelaide at Marvel because. After that game, I actually truly believe that we were good enough to play finals that year. That's when I was like, okay, we're we're coming. Yeah, my first game's also the same. That's why I'll, I'll go next. Um, it was the day before my birthday. 
I was in Melbourne. I was all the vibes. I'm sitting there. And I think when it hit me that we were about to win this game by 50 points, I think that game itself was just like a, what have we just done? I talked about it for a week. I literally went around and any of my friends can attest. And I walked around and was like, did you know Colton B. Like, <laughs> did you see that? Did you, did you see what happened? Like for me, that game was just ready middle of the year, my birthday. Like it was everything I could have wished for for that weekend essentially i'm gonna have to go a little bit different than you guys uh mine was actually the first west coast game in perth where charlie kicked nine i was actually there so i think that's why i loved it so much but it was the first time i'd seen carlton beat any team by over 100 points in the longest time ever um for me because i go every single week and because i watched us get pelted by that many points for so long seeing it go the other way was really surreal and it was also my first ever game with my little cousin who lives in Perth who I converted from Richmond to Carlton so it was like the day that she kind of fell in love with the club and Charlie Kerno. so it was a bit of a sentimental one that one that's my first one for sure and then I think my second one is gonna be probably the same as you guys yeah, yeah, it's probably the Collingwood game. Not oh, gonna lie, the, win? the second one, yeah, yeah. the win. See, yeah. I don't know if it is. This is really, I, but I wasn't there, so for me, I feel like a lot of my games, I have to pick ones that I actually somewhat got to witness, mm. and I will go into a finals game because I think it goes with favorite moment. I know we'll get to that, but the elimination final for me was just obviously I experienced 2013 but like getting to sit there with my mum and dad wholeheartedly aware of what was going on like as in when I was 12 I probably couldn't name you half the team but I loved the club <laughs> it wasn't the same where this year we were so invested so I think getting to watch us win our first final um that's another game that is a standout for me of course yeah yeah my, I'll quickly give you my next two. Like, I think the game against the Saints is probably my second, um, just because we came back and we were playing mm, terrible. Um, and then obviously the third. I know I said I wouldn't, but yeah, the the semi final against Melbourne. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I was brought to my knees when Blake has kicked that goal. I'm not even being dramatic. I was on my knees holding onto the seat in front of me. It was just. The way the ground shook and the feeling was just, yeah, unreal. Crazy. Again, like that would have to be my, that's my number one. Like the Collingwood one is my second only because I was there and I wasn't meant to have tickets to that game either. I was meant to actually be overseas. I wasn't even meant to be here for that. So I managed to somehow get last minute tickets. It was me and my dad, my uncle and Kirsten, I don't know how we all got in there, but we did. And it was just unbelievable. Just, I'm so used to losing to Collingwood, okay? And it is a disgusting feeling. So to be able to watch all of them Suki Lala's walk out of the grounds before any Carlton supporters was amazing. And then, yeah, my number one is going to go the same as you guys and go the semi. 
so fair. Okay, my last one, and I'm going to save a lot of the games because a lot of them fall into my favourite moment category, but this game was kind of just like, what is going on? Where what What is happening? The Geelong game. I'm sorry, but when we beat Geelong... Underrated was, game. Underrated game. Mm. Just saying. Uh, After me, uh, second game of the year, I had just had to witness my first round one game in years, and it was a draw. Come home to Wollongong and watch that happen. Sorry. I was so happy. I think it's tainted for me. It's stained. Really? This is the absolute shit show that preceded that. I just, it's kind of stained. That's just, I get that's, that. just me. that's just me, though. Yeah. I get that. What's your last one, Jess? Mine was a semi. Oh, yeah. Semi final was my last one. Yeah. That was an out of body experience. I'm when Blake has kicked that, that entire play, that entire passage of play from Weeders to Ollie, to Doc, to Blakers. That was unbelievable. Remember it this was... is game. I would say that's a moment. No, but, like, that was it. That whole, that was, that summed up the game. That one play summed up the game. Get it. Yeah. It was All right. an out-of-body experience. That's and, not... again, it was my first semi-final that I've watched that's been a win. Every other one has been a loss that I've seen. So, same. And I cried at the MCG. Favourite moments next. I think we just go all three. So, Cam, give us your three favourite moments. Yeah, well, three favourite moments is um, number, no, in no real, well, the favourite one was Blake is kicking that goal. Um, epic. No, Which one? Two. Which yeah, goal? Because he kicked many. The one against Melbourne. Um, okay, and then, yeah. Second was um, when Charlie secured the Coleman against the Giants. That was the stadium. I know Marvel doesn't hold that many, but it was felt like there was 95,000 people there. It was so cool. Um, and then my third favourite moment was when Charlie kicked his 10th against West Coast. That was also very cool to be there and see that. I was, um, yeah, the way he kicked it too was just crazy. Classic Charlie Kerner. I'm going to put Charlie in one favorite moment so i was there for both the coleman and the west coast game which for me is crazy i even got to be at both because i think i've just been lucky enough to make it down to melbourne for the games i did in the second half of the season so just charlie charlie's big moments is one of my favorite moments blake aiken's goal in the melbourne game obviously i wasn't at the stadium but i was standing in the kitchen at first, I actually thought he missed. I went to drop to the floor crying and then I could just see Tom DeConing, was it Tom, running at him or there was someone. And I just remember just like, and I just started crying. And I, the, the whole, I have the record of the recording of the reaction. But I think when me, mum and dad noticed and us three are just in a practically empty house, it's just the three of us jumping around in the lounge room, like... I will never forget that moment. Um, and the third one for me, there's so many other ones. It's hard to like really. So much happened. <laughs> so pinpoint, much happened. So pinpoint another favorite. I almost want to say Walshie's goal with his Dior mouth guard. Um, yeah, 
that's just yeah, I love the... Walshy so much, and I think that was just like a cherry on top for that whole thing. Um, a... in the way he played his finals, but yeah, that was pretty cool, and it was cool to watch because I saw the Dior mouth guard as soon as he did it because I was at home. So they, but yeah, that was sick. Mine are pretty similar to you guys. So mine's definitely Charlie kicking his tenth. That will have to be one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, another one that really stood out to me was Sincotta's goal from outside 50 and the jumper pull. Cause I just remember we had lost so much faith at that point in the, in the club as a whole and just their passion for the jumper. And then I just remember them coming out that next week and just giving it their all and grabbing that jumper and like doing it for the emblem. Like that was for some reason that was a play that just like stuck in my brain. And then, yeah, number one, it has to be Blaker's goal against Melbourne. I don't know how you go past that entire passage of play. It was, I, you know, we were sinking in our seats at the game going, oh, like they're going to do it to us again. Like they're really going to do it to us again. And then the most perfect passage of play, there was no room for error. Everything was perfect. Like it was just, it was so good. Perfectly imperfect, that passage. Yeah, yeah. And special mention, Caleb Marchbanks, touch on the line. And <laughs> special special uh, mention to Jack Viney's hack kick out of the pack straight to Jake Weedering. Thanks for that, Jack. Special mention, that one follicle of hair on Blaker's head that somehow scraped the ball as well. Thanks. <laughs> if it was me, you yeah. would be f- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now. Favorite player, I want to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do a Brownlow style. So give me a 3 2 1 um, players of the year. This can include finals, of course. Camilla, you go first. 3 2 1. Um, for consistency, I want to give three votes to Nick Newman. I think he was brilliant from round one to the end of the year. Congratulations. Um, two votes. I want to give to Jacob Weedering just because that man pulled himself from the absolute brink of horrible form and then to win the BNF. And he, we wouldn't have won the amount of games we won if he didn't come back and play as well as he did in the second half of the year. And one vote, it's really hard, um, but you can't not give it to a guy that's kicked over 80 goals. So one goes to Charlie. I like so it. My three votes are going to Charlie Kerno because that was the best season I've seen a forward play for the Carlton Football Club since Brendan Favola. Um, everything about it just took me back to those days when it, life was simple. You know, pressure point, pressure point, life was simple. It was a good time. So I'm going to give Charlie the three. Um, my two votes are also going to Nick Newman because I think that he has been unbelievably consistent. He should have got an AA blazer. He has been a rock, I would say, in that back line. He's been amazing. Um, and then my one is going to Brody Kemp because he quite literally could not break into the AFL side last year um, and he managed to play almost every game. 
this year and he was consistent and I'm just, I'm really happy for him and proud of him because he's obviously worked very hard to get there. So, yep. Um, I'm going to go from one to three so I can reveal the winner at the end. My number one is Blake Akers. Um, there was a lot of doubt in Blake at the very start of the season, um, obviously with the mark drop at the end of round one. Now, I want to just parallel it for a second from that mark drop to winning the game in a semi-final, mm. marking that ball and kicking the goal to essentially win us the game. I think that's something that's worth mentioning his consistency yeah. in form throughout the game and of course his one kick on pick the full every single one pardon pick, pick nine, by the way yeah packet of chips pick 69 mate i don't know but 60 yeah. just pick anyways blake ate this for a packet of chips um probably one of my favorite trades we've ever done very happy for blake to be a blue um yeah he's my one my two is charlie again echoing what you guys said haven't seen anything like it in a very long time and he's just an exciting footballer to watch and again he's also funny key pardon he's also funny he is a funny man um (laughs) and three goes to and is crowned the first ever besties and fairest nick newman (laughs) congratulations nick Congratulations, Nick. You won. Besties you won. It's all yours. What an I'm gonna put that on our I'm gonna put that on our um Instagram page. I'll post about this episode. Anyways, okay. Good work, everybody. Um Camilla. Yeah. I have some words. From me and Jazz. Jazz can say what she wants after I'm done, but I just wanna no, thank I'll just you. let Tor I'll just let Tori talk on behalf. Okay. Camilla, we just want to thank you for being a part of our first ever season of the Besties. We hope you will come back and join us next season. Um, thank you for your controversialness and for being some entertainment as the weeks went on. And but, for being um, unapologetically you. Yes. It's been great. and Refreshing. We... <laughs> it's been refreshing. Anyways, um, yeah, we just want to say thank you. We love what you do. We love having you here and hopefully many seasons to come. And a premiership. Spend... Yeah. yeah, a premiership that we get to spend with you. No, thank you. It's been it's been great. Um, you're both both good friends now and it's nice to nice to connect and uh, talk footy with a couple of diehard baggers. You've come a long way in the last twelve months, so it's um no, nah, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me on, and it's uh, yeah, I can't wait to do it again next year. Hopefully, hopefully we win a flag, and uh, yeah, keep the party rolling. So true. Thanks, Camilla. All right. Thank thanks. you. Goodbye. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, the time has come. Last weekend, Jasmina and I attended the Carlton 2023 John Nichols Medal. <laughs> um, it's my first time at a BNF. Jazz obviously went last year, but it was one of the coolest things I've ever been a part, like gotten to like go to. Like I don't get to go to fancy events. Formal wasn't anything like that. 
yeah it was just a fun time and we had a really good table that um we put together we called it the bestie ba table it was just nice to go to such a formal event with a bunch of people that kind of got us to where we are terry and i think it's important to note that it was so much better in a way that of what we achieved in the year as a club getting to be there for that compared to say last year which oh last year's one was like a funeral last year's one was like a it was fun like don't get me wrong I had so much fun but it was like a funeral it was very somber this one was like a party like a full celebration it was great completely different vibe but we had a really good time um it was just a little bit strange to have a few of the boys coming up to Tori and I and like shaking our hand and being like, Oh, I love what you do. And we're both just sitting there like, I love what you do, brother. I love what you do. We had no plan, you know, to get any photos. We didn't, signatures don't need them. Um, we just had our mic. I said, Tori, do it. And you were like, no way. And I was like, do it. And she's like, okay. Ask the question. And I was like, what question? Like, I don't know, something. I was like, Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? And I just went around every single one of them. There were some arguments. There were some interesting answers. It was wild. And you get to Patrick Cripps and he looks at you and goes, it's my favourite show. And I just could not. I could not. Yeah, I can't. Like, it's not even actually funny. Um, no. It's not even in a way that's like, oh, my God, Patrick Cripps knows the besties. It's just like he's taking his time every time we've done an open training or something to say something to us and acknowledge what we do and to like that's so sweet we they don't owe us anything they don't owe us an answer if we shove a mic in their face like it's just pure recognizing I think what we do and seeing their response to it's been so cool and I think that's a big reason we do what we do so you guys get to experience what we get to experience in a way I think the biggest definitely the biggest thing for me going into that night and especially because you and I don't really get to do much of this stuff together like they don't really get to see much of us together yeah so I think that was the biggest thing like them actually getting to interact with both of us together yeah. And like I said, like exactly, like echoing exactly what you said, they actually don't owe us anything. Like they don't need to tell us that they like our content. They don't even need to acknowledge us apart from like answering the question. They can answer the question and piss off. You know what I mean? They don't owe us that. But, yeah. you know, we hear we hear stuff around the grapevine, you know, people like, oh, the boys love what you do. Or we hear it from like, relatives of the boys or family members or partners and they go oh like blah 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 loves what you do and you know we're all like oh yeah that's really good and we just don't want to get too excited about it but then when we actually hear it from them like completely unprovoked like it's just it's really nice it's just really nice it is really nice and the weirdest thing for me is getting greeted by my first name because I understand you may know who the besties are, but our names yeah. aren't always said. So no. the fact that they've taken the time to kind of acknowledge that, it just, like, it makes all the effort, all the fights, all the arguments, all the work mm. we put in, the countless hours editing, it makes it all that little bit worth it just to be acknowledged in the slightest. Like, it's, yeah. for us, it's so, so cool um, to get to do that because we're just 
we're fans at the end of the day we're footy fans that have gotten to make it into content um and we get to experience things like this now I just yeah it's a bit crazy and to see grown ass men so excited (laughs) over a bunch of beads on an elastic band was so so good (laughs) was so good if you haven't seen it yet, me, Jazz, Kirst, and Hannah all gave four of the boys friendship bestie bracelets. So you can't see it. Um, you've probably already seen them, but we have pink ones. It says besties, and it has a heart on the back. And the boys got blue ones with a heart on the back that say besties as well at the front. So I'm I just my- want to shout out. I just want to quickly before we get into this, I just want to shout out my girl Kate because. I visualized the design and she actually executed it for me. So I just want to say love you. Love you, Thanks, Katie Kate. Pie. Um, I gave mine to Cripper. I think was mine the first? No, we did Boydie first, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so Hannah gave hers to Boydie. <laughs> Jazz had been already interviewing him about his socks that he had on. He was very, like, excited because, you know, Boydie's like a really fun character. He doesn't take life too seriously, so he was really excited. He was like, oh, my God, I've always wanted one of these. Yeah, I gave mine to Cripper next, so Jazz did her little interview with him, and then we were like, we have something to give you, and he just was, he was he was like looking at it, said thanks, was so happy to get a photo. Like, it was just a really cool thing that I can kind of just say, like, I have a besties bracelet, and Patrick Cripps has the other one. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, I I gave mine to Charlie. Um, I know Charlie's not my favourite player and he's not my bestie, but I've got, like, a special little connection with Charlie because he spent a lot of time with my brother. So I just have, like, an extra little bit of love for him. So I that's why I kind of gave it to Charlie. And he was so funny. Like, God bless him. And then you could see him holding his mic when he accepted his his thing and you could see the besties bracelet if you go back and look at it you can see the blue um beaded bracelet around his wrist that is a besties bracelet um and then the last one curse gave to sink so sink is a certified bestie yeah like Um, green tick he is so funny he was more excited than i think anyone else was a a (laughs) bracelet He was, he was like, oh, my God, can we take a photo? One, two, three, besties. Woo. Like, he was. <laughs> um, and he was, again, so sweet. They were all so lovely and, and just so happy to be a part of it and kind of just, I don't know, do it for us in a way that it just, it obviously makes our connection with them and makes everything we do that little bit more worth it. Yeah, and I just want to touch on the bracelets quickly. The whole point of the besties is to bring a feminine touch to football because the biggest problem in football is toxic masculinity and we've seen that with the whole boys nail polish debacle that was unbelievable it shouldn't have even got to the point that it did but the whole point is to bring a fun side to it that's what Tori and I want to do we don't want to take it too seriously we know the game inside out we know what we're talking about but not every single person that we come across is going to know the game the way that we do, for example, or the way that another podcast talks about it. So we want to simplify it. We want to make it fun and we want to make sure that as many people as possible can get involved in being part of the Carlton community regardless of their age or knowledge. And if that starts with 
seeing a Carlton player with the besties bracelet on their wrist and so be it. We had a great night. It was very fun. Um, the really cool conversations, really great interactions, and it you just it the respect and love for the players goes up when you get to see that side of them. That's hundred percent amazing. Well, to wrap up this episode, we're going to go through. We asked on Instagram if anyone had any questions for us to answer. Um, first and foremost, will you be continuing the podcast in twenty twenty four? No, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we've hit the peak we've had enough thank you everyone for coming along we'll see you next time no yeah we are we will be here next year um i think we'll kick back off late february um doing our predictions episode you'll see us we're not gone um we'll be back um second question is will we be doing aflw content in the future okay this one is i uh, i can explain we wanted to do that this year. However, just with the placement of the season, with the men's season, and then also just our university degrees and all the work that we had to do in that slot, as well as trying to run the besties final series for the men's, we just like quite simply didn't have the time. And because it's only jazz in Melbourne, especially during that period, yeah, really it was really hard. hard. To get to a training or get into games and things like that when so much else is going on. So we definitely want to in the future as much as we can. Probably more wandering signs, getting to open trainings, getting um, to games to wander. Podcast-wise, we really like to leave it to our girls on BA who do the AFLW show. If you haven't yet watched, um, Kira and Shan do a great job and they know a lot more about it all than we do. Yeah, so... That's probably where we sit for now. Never say that doesn't change in a year, two years, three years. But for now, our plan is wandering next year for the AFLW. Any plans for the off-season? Personal, besties, what are you doing? Anything? you going anywhere? Doing anything interesting? I'm, coming, I'm going to the gong. Oh, when? Probably in December. I'm going to the gong to see Tori probably in December. I'm also going to... Deniliquin in December. Sick. Don't know what that mm-hmm. is, though. Don't know where that it's is. It's, like, on the border of, oh. like, Victoria, New South Wales. Sick. It's a country town on the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Adelaide at the end of November for a quick trip, bitty-doo-dah, see my cousins. Um, And then I'm going, I'll plan a Melbourne trip in December. Woo! For about a week, my friend or our wandering bestie Jared's going overseas for six months next year. So it's the last time I'll get to see him, which is kind of sad. Um, plus, mm-hmm. if there's a Carlton Christmas Open training, obviously to see Jazz, all the works, um, that will probably happen. Thinking of coming to Melbourne in January, um, I always say I'm going to come down for Australian Open, and I never do. So maybe this year, next year, I might make the trip late Jan and I'll be back in March obviously for the season to start and then hopefully I move to Melbourne sometime next year pending Woo. Um, besties wise during the off season first and foremost Jazz what are we doing? We are rebranding we're getting a new look we're going to be fresh it will be the same kind of style Instagram's going to look still pretty as it always does but the besties logo itself we're disappearing you're going to get rid of the faceless drawing um, 
we will have a new and improved look that will go across everything we do. So the wandering, the besties, the profile picture, everything. Yeah. We're re picture. Everything will be different. We are rebranding and expanding. And you are not going to find out what the second part means. Sorry. Up to the imagination of yourself. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> um, so a couple of the questions we have. We have best wandering experience from the home and away season from the fans. A fan wandering experience. Okay, I've got one straight off the bat. My favourite moment. After the Collingwood game, when we beat Collingwood, I cannot make this up. I was quite literally surrounded by all these people with hot jam donuts. They all just wanted to give me a winner's donut. And that was amazing considering I had two bags myself that I was giving out to people. So I'm like giving out donuts and then I'm receiving them back. So I'm I'm constantly holding 12 donuts because I'm getting one and I'm giving one and I'm getting one and I'm giving one. It's girl like math it was, but all basically free. Free. Yeah, I had free donuts. Free winner's donuts. Um, My favourite wandering moment, and obviously I didn't get as many, but fans-wise, I would say um, I think mine isn't actually something I wandered. It's something I got to witness wandering after the Swans elimination final getting to watch Jazz and Hannah wander and seeing people and experience I had with them and people who came up to us and all that kind of thing. It was just so I don't get to experience games like that a lot. Obviously, you got Collingwood and things like that. I don't get yeah. that. So seeing the fans after a game like that, so surreal, so crazy. Loved every minute of it. I just want to give a quick special mention to the fans in Perth. You guys are... Are oh, unbelievable. Bring videos so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just special mention to them because that was unbelievable. And I will be back next year and we will do it again in Perth. We will be doing it again in Perth. Um, next question is what was your favorite player wandering interaction, whether that is an open training or the few that we got to interview outside of a game? Okay, I've got it straight off the bat. I know exactly. I'm, I know exactly which one was my favorite. Alex Sincotta saying I was his bestie. Who is your current bestie? Jazz. Rent fee in my brain. That was my favorite. And then obviously when I mentioned Tori, and he was like, yeah, 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 of course. It was just playful, funny, good vibes. Loved it. Chef's kiss. My favorite wandering interaction is actually Jordan Boyd and Adam Chera together. In oh yeah that was so funny um it was my first time doing it I didn't have jazz Boydie continuously through all of them but obviously I didn't get as many interactions uh, I have a second one slightly but mm. before the Giants Carlton game round 24 Lewis Young being sassy with me ridiculous he's so funny no that's good um okay and your favorite player interaction from the BNF uh it's from The Wandering. Yeah. I've got two from BNF. Okay, this one's not just a regular conversation. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, my favourite, I've got two from Wandering and it would be Cunners. When I got Cunners, Cunners was the first person that I got on the blue carpet and he was so nervous to do it initially and he did it. And then afterwards he was like, oh, is that all? And I was like, yeah. That was like 
fun because then I think it like opened the door a little bit for him and he was like, okay, like I'm happy to do this now because I think he was expecting me to ask him questions about his career. I don't care about your career. What socks are you wearing, brother? She cares. She cares. She just doesn't care on the wondering about it. Yeah, I don't care on the wondering. I do care. Like I want everyone to do well, but like I'm not going to ask him about it on the BNF. I just want to know what socks you're wearing, brother. Yeah. And then Brody Kemp, obviously. Brody Kemp is my, he's one of my top three besties and he's just a champ every time. He will sit there and talk to me for like five minutes. It's amazing. My favorite wandering interaction was Charlie, only for the sense that after he did the interview, he stole the glasses off my head, whatever. As he was walking away, Kirst stopped filming, which Kirst will talk about that later, but he turns around (laughs) and goes, bye besties. Walks away. It's so like, good. What did you just it's say? It's so good. It has so no business being this good. My favorite just interaction in general was probably um with Alex Murkov. He's just a funny guy. Mm. Straight up hilarious. Mm. I was gonna say I'd have to say the bracelets too. Like that whole interaction was that, really good. That's too. a whole thing though. But yeah, individual player interaction alex murkov hilarious sam walsh calling me a legend and charlie kerno walking away saying bye besties <laughs> done i'm done special mention harry lemmy for calling us both by our first names true like oh, that was 100%. insane yeah just happy to be there honestly yeah just happy to be there happy just to like, be there happy to be vibey hey jazz how you going stop it you're not meant to know my name sir stop that Call me bestie and that's it. Yeah, that is it. Who who said you could call me by my legal name? Who said you could call me by my legal name? Harold? Oh, God. Okay. Um. Now, the time has come to wrap up the episode, to say our goodbyes, but most of all to say our thank yous. From me, I want to say thank you to Jazz for this year. It has been, don't give me that face. It has been nothing short of amazing. I'm going to throw up. Shut up. Getting to do this with you. And although you don't want to hear it, although you don't want to hear it, stop. Although you don't want to hear it, there isn't anyone else I'd rather do it with. And although I probably almost cut your head off like 90 times, we made it and we did it. And that's, that's the main thing. Retweet. She won't be caught dead saying that in her life. Um, and then to our besties, which we will put up an Instagram post that reflects this, but 12 months ago, the idea for Carlton Besties became a thing after I had an interview with Terry for uni, which I actually did another one today. So that was like full circle. Wow, moment. full circle, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Moment, which was crazy. Um, but going from will we make it to episode six to this being episode 28 there's like 70 wandering videos from the season to the interactions we had at the bnf with fans as well as obviously getting to um, talk to a lot of the players and the media staff and all that kind of stuff to then going for all of you we can't do the besties without the besties meaning the fans each week us harassing you outside of the ground for answers in the first few 
to you for them finding us in the last. It definitely means the world to us that you want to be a part of it as much as we love doing it and it makes everything we do so much more worth it. Um, and it's that reward that you guys enjoy it as much as we get to enjoy it and we get to spend it with you, not just by ourselves. Retweet again. So with that, for the last time of 2023, any last words, Jasmine? We're winning the f***ing premiership, baby. Clip this. See you later.